Welcome to 15 to Life, the podcast that talks about life after life in prison. Come with us on a journey and explore stories from within the prison walls to outside the prison walls. All of these podcasts are dedicated to the victims of crime. up everyone and welcome to the last segment of the interview with Carlos hope you guys have been enjoying this interview this is the post-incarceration portion so we'll be uh, listening to what Carlos did since getting out of prison and the trials and tribulations that has happened there and some final thoughts on um, basically um, what to do if you're in a bad situation or potentially in a bad situation or coming out of it so check it out and as always um, if you have any questions or comments be sure to leave them okay All right. so 14 months um in 14 months a lot of stuff happens uh, a lot of experiences situations so now for a you're rookie. out for, for a rookie, rookie right for yeah. a short timer well and know. the whole thing uh you know i tell people this all the time right it, it it doesn't matter because it's someone's first time every time right so um it, it's you're gonna have an experience either which way and uh I, i've seen people that are in and out um that act like they know better and hell i mean how much better are they they're they're in and out like hell i don't i don't want that experience you know i'd rather be the first and only timer right so anyway, you get out after 14 months, going through a bunch of shit. Um, I'd love to hear a couple of things because you're getting out right, right around Christmas, right? So one, um, what kind of support did you have? And when I say support is uh, because a lot of people end up in halfway houses, transitional living, whatever, yeah. either because they're mandated to <laughs> or because they just don't have anywhere to go. And um also, being that while you were incarcerated as much as before incarceration, you didn't have any kind of gang affiliation. When you went in, you were an associate. And um, for anyone watching, listening who doesn't understand, uh, I will I will give this short and very opinionated view of this, which is a lot of times when you see on the news, like oh. Um, Tito, 16-year-old, you know, athlete, you know, A and B student, senselessly gunned down, you know, blah, 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 probably a mistaken identity. And it's like, no, to Carlos's point, he was an associate. He hung around gang members. He wasn't in the gang, but eventually you're going to get what you hang around, right? So how, how or not did that follow you when you left prison so kind of tell us about all that so everybody has a choice mm-hmm. all right um, before i get to that topic i'll say that there was no resources available for me when i got out it was just like you know here you go you know of course i was on parole for 12 months um but um so so yeah there, there was no work resources or any of that shit but um First of all, we all we all have a choice to make, right? Uh, I didn't, and and the choice I made was I, I 
I, I walked a fine line when I got out. I still hung out with some people, not as much. I didn't hang out as much with them, but I still hung out. Um, you know, I'm, I'm still angry. Um, I still messed around with drugs a little bit, you know, not a lot. I didn't sell them or anything like that. Like I wasn't trying to get back into the game or nothing, but Uh you know, it was like, you know, I'll do a bump here, bump there or whatever. Um, but it was never like that. Um, I would, (laughs) the homies would make fun of me because I would lecture (laughs) like Casper would lecture me. (laughs) I would lecture the, the, the little homies, you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, stop fucking up because this is what's waiting for you. You know, th- th- you don't want this on your record. You know, you don't you don't want this to follow you for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Quit fucking up. Um, they used to fucking make fun of me. They used to call me fucking uh, some stupid name. I'm not going to say because it's fucking gang related and shit but it was fucking some stupid nickname they used to call me and you know uh, uh, but anyways um so yeah I mean really the resources were just just trying to find a job mm-hmm. I was I was on my own just trying to find a job you know I was at the pad I was I was back at my parents house now they let me back in when I got out you know I, I tried to go play juco ball um i never followed up with that so that never happened but i did make the phone call to the head coach at least i did that much (laughs) but i never showed up (laughs) um and and uh so it was a lot of temp jobs it was it was a lot of temporary agencies that i went to and I mean a lot because most of them, as soon as they saw, you know, oh, you got three felonies on your record. No, you know, no. Even though it was a temp agency, they're like, no, you know. And 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 there was a few. There there, there was a job, a few jobs actually that I got where I walked out on because it was. I was like, no, Carlos, you know what? You're better than this. And I had this one job at this company where. I was sitting in front of a machine for 12 hours a day, fucking picking up these little pipes that they made and putting them in a stack on a belt and it, they'll take it back. And that's all I did. After a while, I was like, fuck this, Carlos. You know, there's, there's something better for you. There's something better. You know, so I fucking, I remember lunchtime, I told my boss, I'm like, hey, I'm done. I'll see you later. You know, the check, I don't give a fuck about it. I'm out of here. You know, this is better than, wasting my time because I felt like I was wasting my time there. Um, <clears throat> which I was. I was ended up, ended up, yeah, because I remember me and my buddy, we go now and uh, now I'm using different terms, as you can tell, my buddy. Me and my buddy, we go and we go to the EOC office, unemployment office. Mm-hmm. Not to get checks, but to look for job postings right. and, use a, and use a computer. So, you know, that, that computers back then, it was, I think it was what Windows 95 or some shit like that, that you, you know, they have some shit. But, um, and we're standing out there and there was recruiters from a temp agency and they were handing out flyers for, uh, 
Sony Electronics. Hey, we're hiring for temp temp right. workers, you know. And and so we signed up. You know, uh, uh, luckily I, I'd been clean. I hadn't done. I hadn't smoked no weed or haven't done something like that for a while. You know, so it's probably two years now. I want to tell you what the journey just to get to that point to really get serious about a job. It's, 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 it's really, it's a more mental and emotional than anything else, because you really have to have a drive within you. You really have to have that, 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 that feeling to where, you know, it's like, you know what, I got hit hard and I got this following me, but I, I need to get right the fuck back up and keep going, you know, um, it's an old Rocky quote he uses in Balboa, right? It's not how hard as you get hit. It's yes. how you can get back up, yep. keep going. Um, but but that's the truth. That that's that that that's the hard part. So um I took that chance, I got the job. You know, I was pushing a pallet jack in the warehouse, driving forklifts. Um, you know, I, I learned how to do all that jazz there, had fun doing it. And it was only a 12 month contract with Sony. And I had a lot of in-between jobs before then. I don't know if you want me to recap those or if you just want me to to you. Yeah. I had a, I had a good job at a, um, I will just, I'll just paraphrase real quick. I had a good job at, um, at a Honda dealership, Honda Accord dealership or not Honda Accord, Honda Acura dealership yeah and uh, as a parts driver oh, and okay yeah i would drive all around you know if i could deliver parts all over san diego since i was in temecula you know fucking san diego was close by and all that shit and i was mm-hmm. back then i was still smoking weed and uh and, and and they didn't drug test matter of fact my boss was like look dude i don't care you know if you smoke weed it's cool you know whatever i'm like all right so i remember i was i was heading down uh 15 south for delivery i was coming up interstate 15 north and there's a border checkpoint you got to go through mm. and i was smoking a joint <laughs> and uh and i was like all right shit i'm coming up on it so i i, I put it out stuck it in my sock freaking uh smoked a cigarette to dilute the smell and then i, I freaking flicked the cigarette out the window of the truck but i'm in a little ford ranger you know what I mean? A little, little, little ass yeah. Ford Ranger. And that fucking cigarette butt went right back into the bed where I had cardboard and, you know, with parts in it and shit. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, just, I'm right there driving up to the border checkpoint and there's smoke billowing out the back, right? And I don't know this. I just look in the rear view and I'm like, what the fuck? Right? Pull over and shit. Fucking, they have a fire extinguisher in there. You know, so I pulled that thing out. That thing hadn't been inspected since, you know, I don't know how long, because as soon as I pressed it, ain't nothing came out, you know, just that's how that came out, you know. Um, And I'm paranoid because I'm less than a mile away from the checkpoint. I got a bag of weed in my fucking sock. Yeah, and I'm like, fuck, you know, so I just toss it into the weeds. Uh, and fucking and this good Samaritan is all running. You know, he he has a fire extinguisher. He's running, and by then it was out. And I told him, "Hey, you know, we're good." 
spits out and he goes back in and drives off and and uh but I gotta call ahead, right? I gotta call ahead to my boss. And I told my boss, I'm like, look, man, this is what happened. And and he wasn't mad or nothing, because none of the parts got damaged. It was just the the cardboard, but he told me no more smoking in the fucking truck. <laughs> so smoke in the truck. Um yeah, yeah. And then yeah, so that was that job. And but anyways, so when it got serious, when when it got time to really get serious about a career and you know, you're you're you know, you you, you still have, you know, you, these chips on your shoulder, the monkey on your back, the skeleton in your closet, whatever you want to call it. You know, I was, I was at Sony. Like I said, I was pushing, pushing a pal Jack, freaking driving forklift shit like that. And it was a 12 month contract. Um, at the end of that 12 month contract, they have an option. If you did good, they'll offer you a full-time position, permanent wow. employee. And that's what happened. You know, my boss went, went up to bat for me. She was, she was solid. She was solid. And she tells me, she's like, Carlos, never count on me up. Never count on me up, Carlos. And to this day, I still use that phrase. I, I don't count on me up, you know, because I was, I, I took that to heart. You know, uh, there were a lot of things that people said to me growing up that I still use to this day because it means a lot. And I pass it along too as well. Um, but so I get there and I get hired on as a permanent Sony employee. At this time, I'm fucking pumped up, right? Because now I got it. insurance. You know, pardon my freaking accent. You know, I got insurance. Uh, I got a 401k. You know, I got, you know, stock options. You know, I mean, all this shit that I never thought I would have. You know, I mean, right. big ups. For, dude, big ups to Sony, man, for giving me a shot. Right. Giving you know somebody with three felonies on the record a shot, so I had, I had much loyalty to him, you know, and 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 it was destiny. I don't know if that's the right word because I don't know if I believe in destiny or not, but I believe that our lives are the the the, the journeys that we go through are are meant. It, ha- it happens for a reason. Mm-hmm whatever the universe is, whatever, you know, it happened, you know, whatever you believe in, you know, it, it was meant to be. Um, Cause that's where I meet my wife. Mm. And yeah. Who for some reason is still with me. To the day. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why, man, because she met me, man. I was still a little punk, you know, I was like in 20, probably 22, 23 around there when I met her, you know, I was, I was still a punk. I was still trying to be cool. I was like on that, on that, on that edge of, you know, do I still try to act like a thug and a knucklehead or do I, you know, go straight and narrow right and 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 and, and, you know trying to let my ego go a little bit and and, you know try to try to still be with the homies and stuff you know so Mm -hmm. she met me right around that thing and um but but uh, you know so sony I, i i worked there for about six years and then uh i got laid off 
and it was it was it was funny the 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 writing was on the wall that we were going to get laid off and my wife included um because they were outsourcing the manufacturing they were they they were manufacturing bio desktops Mm. and uh, laptops there then they were outsourcing all of that stuff to mexico at the time because of nafta came in Mm. right um and so um we we decided, you know, let's take some time off. Let's go to Vegas, you know. So we went to Vegas, and then I remember it was a Monday. You know, I feel like Ice Cube on Friday because I got fired on my day off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you mean you got fired on your day off? <laughs> I did, man. It was my day off, and my 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 boss called me, and he was like, you know, yeah, you know, we gotta let you go. And, you know, you, you come back, you know, Hey, you know, we'll pay for this day off and you come back, you, you know, you, you have two weeks left and then, you know, you get your severance package or whatever. It was good. You know, I have, I have no resentment towards them at all. You know, they treated me well. I learned a lot while I was there. And then plus it was something good to have on your resume, you know, mm-hmm. to be a, to be a convicted felon. Um, and then shortly after that, Again, you know, I was looking for a job. Here I am, back in the unemployment line, right? I didn't, I didn't draw any unemployment checks. I don't, I'm, I, you know, I, at that time, I wasn't a big believer in handouts. Um, and because uh, we didn't really have much responsibilities, me, her, and, and somebody else. And um, uh, so, and then we, we, we moved out of state for a job opportunity. Okay. Um, uh for her and um so she stayed on sony and um out of state and then that's when i got a job with cisco foods shout out to cisco foods for again you know i'm I'm gonna say it shout out to them for hiring somebody like me right uh and that was a big adjustment because now I'm in a different role. Now I'm a logistics analyst. Okay. I went from biking, pushing a Pell Jack, driving a forklift to a logistics analyst. Right. And I bullshitted my way to the fucking interview. You know, I ain't gonna lie. I still talked to my boss, my hiring manager at the time, you know, uh, uh, oh, it was 14 years ago when he hired me. And, uh, you know, I talked to him to this day. Yeah, I told him, I was like, you know, I bullshitted my wife to that interview, right? And he starts laughing. He was like, yeah, but you got the job done. Like, yeah. <laughs> Damn right, it did. Um, and, um, you know, I, and I, I, I had a good run at it and then COVID hit and all that stuff. But, you know, the whole thing behind it, though, it's not as easy as what I'm saying. You know, I'm over here putting light to situations. You know, I'm kind of making jokes and stuff and kind of paraphrasing everything. But on on the real, man, the mental part of it doesn't leave you. It doesn't leave you. You're always battling that because somebody might disrespect you in a certain way that 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 offends you and angers you. And you got to learn how to deal with that when you're in a professional manner. Um, mm-hmm. And then. And then in order to even get out of the whole 
you know, going straight or becoming a square, you know, you know, from, you know, the, from the homies, you know, perspective, that also was a fucking hard thing. I always tell people, you know, who, who are struggling, you know, you got to get out of that situation. You got to move, get out of there, stop hanging out because, you know, like you said, you are who you hang out with, you know, you're guilty by association, yep. you know, those bad influences are going to be there. And um, that's why I love my wife. You know, she's my rock to this day. She helped me get out of that situation. Um, you know, I had that assistance. That was my resource, you know, when it comes down to it, um, even right now. But so there's that mental and emotional aspect that's been battling. I've been that's battling with And I still battle with it to, to, to this day. And like I said, I, I love to say this, man. Another Rocky quote. I love Rocky because, again, my grandfather nicknamed me Rocky when I was young. <laughs> you know, he, uh, I put it in the basement. I keep it in the basement. You know, I put it down there. I learned how to carpentalize, uh, you know, if I could separate that shit. Yeah. Um, um, and, and, uh, and, and, and that's the toughest part after you get out is how to handle it emotionally and mentally whether you go get help you you talk to a therapist psychologist or you just know somebody who's been there done that and actually knows how to talk to you in your language um and and even though i've been tenured in several companies especially this last one with with cisco you know um you still battle it, man. You know, all the stuff that went on, all, you know, the abuse that I had when I was a child and then the, and what happened to me when I was locked up and, and, and coming out and facing all the no's, all the rejections, you know, I, I, I gotta say, I, when I was at Cisco, I needed a second job because I needed a little bit more money. Mm -hmm. I was back, I was back on some payments on something. So I went to try to get a second job at a company I'm not going to mention, but you know, they told me, no, they're like, no. And it was just a part-time fucking, you know, stock. Right. Or something. Yeah. You know, it was some part-time bullshit. And they told me no, because of this. And I'm like, I was looking at them. I was like, but you know, I worked for a major corporation right now. You guys are going to tell me no, because of this, they trust me. I've been there for five years already. You know, and I got all, you know, I got this other stuff on my resume and, um, yeah. And, and so, you know, I had a, I had a, I had a person tell me one time, you know, why don't you just forget about it? Just, just leave it all behind, you know, just, just let it go. Obviously this person ain't never been through something the way that, you know, the shit that we've been through in a sense. It's, uh, I'm telling them, you know, it's not that easy. You just don't let it go like that. It's not as, it's not as easy as, as snapping my fingers saying, boom, okay, it's gone. You know, I can't go get acupuncture for this shit, you know, you know, nope. fucking it's gone. You know, I can't do yoga and, you know, and the shit is gone. It's always there, especially when it's thrown in your face. And yeah, that's what I was going to say is even if we could let it go, um, someone's going to remind us, you know, um, uh, 
so I I actually shared this on social media, but there was a someone shared something. I just reshared it, but it, it was this black comedian, and um, he made a joke about uh, you know all lives matter, and he, it, it went something to this effect. He said, you know, he goes, now we got you know someone says black lives matters and someone says, no, all lives matter. And he's like, okay, so we're going to do semantics. He's all, so when your <laughs> wife goes, Hey babe, do you love me? Do you think it's okay to say, babe, I love everyone. <laughs> and I was like, that's a good way to put it. That puts it in perspective, takes it away to show it a different, in a different light. Right. And just like mm-hmm. I heard in a diversity training, like, it's kind of like uh, my house is on fire, but all house is better. Yeah, but mine's on fire. Yours isn't. Can I get the attention today? And if yours is on fire, well, you know. So I think in regards to what you're saying is like we can't forget it because we're still on fire. Like other people aren't forgetting it. So how can we forget it? If everyone, the businesses and the colleges and the, everything else say, hey, yeah. we're not going to look at it anymore, maybe we could kind of put it in a box and put it away, right? But, yeah. Yeah. but the reality is, is, and I'll give you a perfect case in point, literally, it was yesterday. Yeah, yes, yesterday, maybe day before. I was on the freaking treadmill and I freaking... I turn, you know, it has a screen where you can watch TV and all that crap, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always turn it off, right? And I always try and get the ones that are on the end so that no one's on the side of me. And <laughs> even with COVID, you know, they, they block off the machines to your left and right, you know, so you have social distancing. But I'm on this treadmill. These two treadmills are quarantined, whatever you want to call it, right? And I'm running and I look at the screen so I can see behind me. I can see the reflection, right? <laughs> so I'm jogging, and I notice this guy standing right behind me. And you and I know in prison, like, you don't, nah. you don't do that kind of shit, right? Yeah, yeah. And so I'm jogging, but I am totally watching his reflection, <laughs> and he's just standing there. And from the angle, it looks like he's staring at me. So I'm literally getting ready to just turn around and be like, what the fuck, you know? Exactly, yeah, I was just about to say and that. Yeah. as I start to turn... <laughs> I mean, I can't make this shit up. As I start to turn, I see that the treadmill next to me, the screen is on, and it's ESPN. He's watching ESPN. And so now I'm like, okay, but still, why do you have to stand behind me? So I'm literally jogging like this until he sees me looking at him and he walks off, right? That's funny you say that because (laughs) my wife says that I'm nosy Yeah, because... (laughs) <laughs> because I'm like a neighborhood watch motherfucker. Yeah. Right? You always yeah. know what's going on, right? I, exa- that's exactly what I try to tell her. I'm like, baby, no, I'm not nosy. I just, I want to know what's going on. You know, I can pick it, up on some shit, you know? And all my neighbors know that. I let them know up front. Hey, hey I, don't, I don't care what y'all do. You know, if it's not messing with me, I don't care. You know, unless it's some really reckless, I see some abusive stuff going on. Right, right different, exactly. You know, but, yeah. you know, you get out there having a good time. I don't give a shit, you know, making noise. I don't care, you know, but, you know, so, yeah, but I'm always aware of my surroundings. I'm always aware of my situations. You know, that was one thing 
uh, way I talked about before, I didn't bring up uh, when I when I first got out the little paranoia that I had, you know, smidge of paranoia. I could imagine doing 10 to 15, what kind of paranoia it is, you know, it's heightened. Um, but my paranoia was, you know, I always had this, uh, when I sat down somewhere like in a restaurant, you know, my back had to be up against the wall. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and um, if I walked into a store, I had to always make sure I, I had to buy something. I couldn't walk out empty handed because I was paranoid that they, they would think that I would be stealing something. So it was all right, fucking pack of gum. All right. You know, pack of bubble gum or whatever, you know, I'll just buy that just so I could seem legit and walk out. But yeah, no, to this day, man, I mean, that stuff hangs with me and uh, you know, I'm not nosy because you know, no nosy people are what they call Karens nowadays. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm just very aware and I want to know what the hell's going on around, you know, going, going on so I could assess the situation and make sure it's, it, yeah. it's, it's straight. And, and we're not even deep diving into the corporate world mentality. It's and, yeah. and mind you, it's why um, I've, I've gotten in trouble and everything else um, because of my morals and my ethics and, and like, uh, I don't believe in, in that weak link, you know, and it's okay because someone's been around for a long time or, or, Oh, well, Carlos talks like that because, you know, he's from, you know, New Jersey or something like, what the fuck? We're at work. What do you mean? Like either it's okay or it's not like, you, you when you start making excuses for people, then, you know, why yeah. even have rules? Right. And yeah. I'm a lawyer. Yeah. You know, one thing I learned, it was, was loyalty. Yeah. And, 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 and integrity, you know, you always want to be upfront and honest. And if we're going over time, we could continue at a later date. If you got something to do, we can wrap it up in like the next 10 minutes or so. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, loyalty and integrity, you know, so, I mean, I, I've, I've come across pe- people at work who I've built bonds with, or I thought I've built a bond with. Yeah. And, you know, you kind of let your guard down a little bit and then they end up backstabbing you, you know, they end mm-hmm. up, you know, snitching on you or whatever, you know, and, and, and for nothing like, you know, like, like not for illegal reasons but just business corporate bullshit yeah um yeah and and 100 um, percent, dude that that like gets me to the core that gets me to the core but you know i have a big heart and i love everybody and you know so i i, I still forgive him to this day and he knows who he is if he listens to this, <laughs> he knows who he is um i still love him and i still talk to him but yeah, man, that's the big thing. And if, if we ever get a chance, you know, I've been thinking about something. I've told you about these switches that we have to have now. You know, mm-hmm. we have to know how to turn on and off these certain personas, I guess. You know, if if we got to yeah. get down, okay, I got to get, I got to flip the switch. And I hope I don't have to flip that switch. Right. And, you know, right. Um, if I have to be professional, boom, I'll flip that switch on. If I got to be a hustler, boom, I'll stop, flip that. If I got to read somebody, I'll flip that switch on, you know, and you got to keep flipping the switch on and off con- continually. But then there's, there's layers. I've been thinking about this, right? There's layers that, that 
build up to those switches. So it's the layers of your life experiences, Mm -hmm. different experiences, be it trauma, be it, you know, just a life lesson, um, be it, you know, whatever it is, you got these layers in your life and those manifests in these switches and each layer you have adds another switch. And that's been something new that I'm learning. And uh, cause man, you know, I'm, I'm never old enough to learn anything. You know, yeah. there's people out there that think, Oh no, I, uh, I'm old enough. You know, you can't teach an old dog new tricks, you know, nah, that, that doesn't go for me, man. You know, I'm still learning. I'm still soaking it up. Well, you know, I hate to say it. It ain't just the old dogs. You got the the people that call themselves millennials and they think they got it all figured out, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah. They got a little college degree and shit. They got a piece I, of paper. I, I don't even know what I am. I think I'm Z or X or I don't no, you're know. X. You're I'm X. X. You're like, yeah. yeah I mean, me and you are I, X. Yeah. I, I always have to look it up. And that's we're, we're the because, best generation. But, but that's because i hate those boxes because people start to believe the shit you say about it right and to me that's that's the same issue with republicans and democrats because everyone believes that if i voted democrat then i have to believe all this shit no i i usually tell people man if you haven't voted both sides there's something wrong with you it ain't the parties it's fucking you because you're not gonna start on politics yeah no but i'm I'm saying uh, I'm using politics, but that could the, be any fucking that, thing, right? The, and they're gangs, dude. It's they're blue gangs. and red. It, it, it's all the it's same shit. It's all the same shit. It's you need to conform to what I'm telling you. And it was the same thing in prison, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. like like you brought up the whole thing with the Simone guy that was next to you, right? And yeah, if shit jumps off. You guys are gonna have to get down. And and I've had that conversation with I don't know how many people. It's like you could have people that you were really cool with, but you're always going fuck if we if our cars get into it yeah. damn i hope i'm by somebody else so i ain't gotta fight the dude that i know and i like right I hope but you I'm, still respect them after the fact exactly and 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 like when i interviewed uso ron that was something he brought up like you know he would fight people and hey we're cool we we dealt with it it's done you know and i think to your point talking about integrity the loyalty part, I always question when people say loyalty because I hear people say it a lot. They're like, man, I'm I'm loyal to this company. And I'm like, are you loyal to the company? But they'll say company and then they'll say, I'm loyal to Carlos. And I'm like, well, Carlos is in the company. You know, are you loyal to Carlos or the company? And are you loyal to Carlos because he's your boss or Good because point. of who he is? You know what I mean? I was like, you, yeah. you, you got to pick that, and that's, choose. That's another kind of, switch. Right. So, but integrity to me, and I tell people this a lot, I'm like, that's Mm. what you're really getting when you hire one of us, right? Because we come from an environment, your integrity is on fucking fishbowl. Like, you can't hide shit. It's in the fucking, even if you're in cell living, people know what the hell you're doing behind closed doors, you know? So, if you make it through there and your integrity is intact, shit, that, yeah, I want to hire you, bro. (laughs) You know what I mean? Because, yeah. Because you could walk the line and and, and keep your name good, right? So, yeah, yeah. if yes, I did wrong, I'm gonna fess up to it. And well, or someone else's. They're gonna be like, "Ooh, 
you know about Carlo, right? He owed that money and, da, 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 da. <laughs> and it's all going to come out, man. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I think that's where companies really miss a piece. On the flip side, as, as a business person, yeah, I would vet things. And yeah, if you, if your, your, uh, MO is money laundering. Yeah. I'm probably not going to let you around the books. Right. Like, no, sure. but I'll find something else for you. <laughs> you know, and, yeah. and maybe after some time and you prove it and I think, you know, okay, now we'll take a chance, whatever, but yeah. Um, yeah, man. Hey, I, dude, I told you that we, we should have done three hours. You know, there's, <laughs> There's like an hour more that, I mean, because I paraphrase most of my uh, pre-incarceration life and, and, and stuff, but. Well, we uh, can definitely do a follow-up and maybe do some specific key point, deeper dives. Um, yeah, I mean, take, I mean, and listen to it. If you have more questions, you know, like I said, I'm an open book. You know, I, I, I have nothing to hide, man. You know, I, I've never hidden anything. So, you know, well, uh, well, let me do this I'm, I'm real quick. My, my close out with you. Um, so once again, this was interview with Carlos. Um, really appreciate your time, brother. Really appreciate your very open and open and straight to the point candor. Uh, it's a lot of hard things to talk about. So I appreciate you sharing. Um, anyone who has questions or wants to know more, please drop comments, send messages, and, and we can do some follow up. Um, one thing I like yeah. to ask everyone, like any closing thoughts or words to people that are either in a troubled spot or have just come out of a troubled spot, right? Anything you want to share, uh, closing, closing words for you. Yeah. So my closing words would be, uh, the first part would be for those of you who are just getting released, um, that you need to understand that there's you're going to have to pick your journey in life. There's going to be paths that you're going to have to choose. And one is getting back into the game, right? That's the easiest part, but you already know the end game. I'm not telling y'all anything that you don't already know. You, if you jump back into the game, you know, it's going to happen. That's the easiest way. The hardest way is the second path where you actually go straight and, you know, back in my day, we used to call it becoming a square. I don't know if that's, you know, back in the nineties, you know, that's what we called it. I don't know if that's, if that's the lingo nowadays, but, um, you know, you're gonna, that's right. <laughs> you're going to have to, you know, swallow your pride at times if you go that way. And you're going to have a lot of no's thrown at you when you apply for jobs uh, you're going to have a lot of doors shut in your face and it's going to hurt. It's going to get you mad. And like I said before, you know, use that anger for fuel because that's what I did. You know, this is me talking to myself in the mirror right now. Use that as fuel. Keep moving. Something's going to pop eventually. Something's going to pop. You know, it, it's going to be hard to stay away from, from the, bad influences from, from the bad homies, from the old crowd. It's going to be hard. It, 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 it's not an easy path. But when something pops, 
it, it'll feel great. It'll feel successful. And yes, during that process, you're going to look at the next guy to your left and to your right, who maybe had a different lifestyle than you did, who did, who doesn't have that record, who didn't go through that experience. And you're going to know I'm smarter than him or her, but yet they're getting more accolades. They're getting paid more. They're, they're getting more opportunities. Don't let that affect you. Don't let it affect you. You, you just got to keep your head down and, and, and move forward, move forward. And then the second part, my second part is um, for, for those of us who have grown in age, who have been through that. And, you know, now we're probably looking for another job, another career. We've had that opportunity. We had that, that chance and we took advantage of it. It's still going to be on you. There's no forgetting about it. There's no letting it go. I mean, people say, don't, you know, don't ever look back. You know, all those are the people that have never gone through shit. And uh, I like to look back as a reminder to myself, to what I was and what I could become again. And, and the successes that I've accomplished, which was hard to do mentally. Cause it's all mental game here, guys and gals. It's all mental. Um, and there's going to come a time rough patch because life's a bitch. It's going to come right back at you emotionally, mentally. And, and, and you gotta, you, you just gotta battle through it. You know, don't give in to, again, I'm talking to myself in the mirror. Don't give in to to the uh the temptations of you know what fuck it fuck it i'm gonna go back you know because i i've i felt like that you know and, and i've had i've had companies corporations that gave me great opportunities you know some electronics uh cisco foods and i lived the corporate life and and uh and even then there were still those times and right now as i'm speaking to y'all uh i'm I'm going through these mental challenges that that's it's fine it's okay it's acceptable Mm -hmm. it's okay to admit your weakness because once you admit your weakness that's actually strength believe it or not and 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 it ain't easy it ain't an easy road but we got to keep on going with it we got to keep moving you keep moving for yourself, for your family. And you might feel like the end isn't close, which it might not be time-wise, but it's going to come in regards to that struggle. You know, um, so basically what I'm trying to say is it's not easy. It's going to be hard. But if you're determined and you do what you got to do and you don't let your ego get in the way you don't let you, you don't you don't let your pride get in the way and you keep moving forward something's going to pop shit's going to pay off and you'll be good 
will that emotional part disappear? Not necessarily. Depends. But you'll always have that memory. And never forget that memory. Don't let it go. Because, again, there's going to be time where you're going to need some fuel and move forward. And you keep that memory and you use that as fuel. That's your protein shake for the day. <laughs> That's your protein shake, right? You know, like, uh, you, you know, do, you know do, do some squats and drink protein shake and move forward, right? Um, however, <clears throat> it's not easy. And even though I've been... I've been out of out of prison for 20 plus years and I only did 14 months. Um, it, 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 it's, it's still there. It's still there. I'm 43 years old and it still haunts me to this day. I just, you know, you just got to recalibrate, take a step back, you know, and, and uh, it, yeah. It's it's not an easy road. Just keep moving forward. Keep moving forward. Be strong. Stay hard. That's it. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. So once again, thanks, Carlos. Uh, appreciate your time and appreciate uh, you being very open and candid with your entire story. Great, great words of advice. Uh, I will echo that in saying, you know, never in the fight. Always keep pushing. Um, Every setback is, you know, just just a setup for a comeback. So um, just keep pushing. The only real failure is when you don't get back up. So make it happen. That's the only way we learn. Yes, sir. 15 to life. Out.